This is the Authentic Sex Podcast. Real life conversations about sex, pleasure and relationships. I'm your host, Juliet Allen. Welcome to episode 87 of the Authentic Sex Podcast. My name is Juliet Allen. I'm a sexologist and sex and relationship coach, and I am the host of Authentic Sex. And today I'm joined by my beautiful friend and feminine healing guide, Leela Kalyani. Leela has been on past episodes, so if you're a regular listener of Authentic Sex, you will know Leela in the episode titled Pussy Magic, mm-hmm. Womb Healing, um, I forget all the titles, but you've been on about three times mm-hmm. now. So if you love this episode and you're new to listening to the podcast, check out the other episodes in um, other seasons that we've done together. That was a great one where I in, interviewed Jules about her ability to give great hand jobs. So that's definitely one to, to go back and check out. Yeah, that was a popular <laughs> episode, that one. Yeah. Thanks for coming back on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm. So before we begin, this episode of Authentic Sex is brought to you by the Mahina Menstrual Cup. This beautiful menstrual cup is genuinely my absolute favorite cup. The benefits I've found of using the cup is that it never leaks and it's super soft and flexible. So the benefits of um, menstrual cups are that they last around 10 years, which is equivalent to about 10,000 tampons. Yep. So they um, save the environment plus save our pussy because I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, Leela, but I don't like the thought of having tampons inside my pussy all the time just because I don't know what pesticides are in them from the cotton, etc. So um, the other benefit of using the Mahina menstrual cup is that you can easily catch your blood and then you can use it in ritual or you can use it to water your plants or return it to the earth outside. So um, that's a beautiful way to use your blood. Mm-hmm. So if you want to purchase a Mahina menstrual cup, you can use the code AUTHENTICSEX for 10% off at checkout. And you can find more info at www.mahinacup.com or on Instagram at mahinacup. All right, so we're talking today Well, the title is What a Girl Wants, What a Girl Needs. And I got that title from the song, you know, What a Girl Wants, What a Girl Needs. Um, And I just thought it would be a cool title. And it's it's something that both Leela and I feel like called to talk about. So how we've prepared for this is um, we have both gone away and journaled around what we want and need in relationship. Mm with another, um, whether that's a man or a woman, it, it's not gendered. Um, both Leela and I have been in relationships with both women and men. So for those listening, this isn't about heterosexual relationship. This is for um, anyone who's in relationship who wants to learn more about perhaps what they need and they didn't know um, 
or yeah, you could all also get your partner to listen to it if there's a few things in there that hint, hint, <laughs> hint. Yeah, yeah. So how we've prepped is we've gone away, done our own work around what we want and need, and we've come together and we actually don't know what each other is going to say. So we just thought we'd do it, um, we'd freestyle this as we usually <laughs> do our episodes together to make it a bit of fun and maybe an element of surprise. Who knows? Um, yeah. That that's how we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling like it's it's a nice edge for me to really tell the universe and however many people are listening to this what I am desiring from a relationship. It yeah, it's something that I've been navigating, you know, for my adult life, but especially at the moment there's there's a bit dropping in around around partnership and a desire for a relationship. So this feels big to you know claim these things not just for myself but to really share them on such a platform so Mm. it it feels edgy and exciting yay thanks thanks for yeah thanks for being honest with Mm. what it means for you yeah and and, you know for, for me it's like yeah really stepping into my worthiness so it's it's interesting even reflecting on some of the things I've put down and, and noticing where that feels a little unsettling or uncomfortable in my in my body and mm. looking at why that might be, why I don't think I deserve some of these things or mm. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you wanna go let's go first. What's your first thing that you want to need in relationship? So number one on my list was an open heart. So Mm. for me, recently, I guess, navigating in communities and things where relationship is kind of a spiritual path in a way, or or it's it's a major focus in the communities that me and you spend a lot of time with and intimacy and relating and Mm. for me, yeah, there's, there's just been this marrying of or this desire to marry, you know, the heart space with with the sex or with the sex center and have them equally really nourished and, and looking at the heart as a gateway to to sex and, and really looking for partners and an intimacy that's anchored firstly in the heart. Mm. So for me, yeah, somebody that is able to really express their heart and to show that and and you know love is I've been talking with a few people recently like that I'm saying you know I'm quite scared to call in love in a way and there's like this thing of like you shouldn't be afraid it's not you know don't don't be afraid of love and it's like no love actually annihilates and illuminates everything that's not love so for me it's Mm. like love is scary and I'm still calling it in and I'm leaning into it and Mm. the type of relating that I'm interested in is one that really stretches me and evolves me and that doesn't mean it needs to be dramatic but it's like it's gonna yeah illuminate what's not love so I am calling in or I want a relationship where somebody yeah is really open-hearted and even if there is conflict or you know triggers as relationships are very good at bringing up Mm. that that person can still try to keep their heart open Mm, yeah Mm. not try but keep it open and have that as a really big intention Mm -hmm. for like communication and yeah I agree that's a big one for me too is um being 
with somebody who can communicate from their heart space is really important um instead of blaming taming shaming but instead mm-hmm. like dropping into the truth in that space in their body and yeah it's, it's a really big one so and also for me um just like an example for me actually in my practice of keeping my heart open would be when I'm feeling angry or triggered I find it easy to just be like get close off my heart and be like fuck you I'm like I don't want anything to do with this anymore I'm out so my practice is always being like just keep opening no matter what and then that sometimes feels scary for me because it means my heart could be be broken um but I'm like, fuck it. If I just keep opening and opening, and opening and I get a broken heart, then mm. at least I look back and I'm like, I've done like I've mm. just I kept opening no matter mm. what. Like a broken heart, you is a broken heart. It's going to be broken either way. So you may as well <laughs> keep yeah. it open. And even I, I love this term. I think it's like a roomy quote of just like, you know, around having a cracked open heart. Yeah, I was going like to mention even that. Even just to have that different reference point or different way of talking about heart mm. our, our hearts as as yeah maybe it doesn't break down it breaks open and it mm. keeps cracking open to be able to ultimately receive more and more and more love mm-hmm, i agree give more love mm. yeah they say that's like one of the biggest initiations mm-hmm. into love is to feel the the heart broken or cracked cracked wide open yeah and um fully feeling the pain of that Mm -hmm. which a lot of us can relate to yeah my it's interesting because you were saying when you um yeah in conflict that your thing might to be might be more like confrontational mine has totally been to just like crumble and 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 get just like really teary and unable to like just kind of (laughs) deflated in conflict so for Mm. me it's been this practice of like actually holding my like myself in in those situations and and letting yeah really expressing in in that way letting myself feel what I'm feeling and actually share it because I think does that make sense what I'm saying yeah so you're saying like in conflict you actually have a tendency to like just crumble yeah and like cry and just like (laughs) yeah melt in into like a puddle and instead Mm. it's like how do I pick myself up and use like the power of my heart and the Mm. power of like what's being triggered to actually yeah allow me to express and open and not yeah just to express myself I guess Mm. yeah that's a good one thanks for sharing what's your number one um well they're not in any order i just scribbled down stuff mine um i had presents Mm. so not as in giving presents with a yeah that actually was on the list (laughs) (laughs) at the bottom um presents so like deep presence is really important for me in relationships so whoever I'm in relationship with not just romantic relationships but with friends and family I just I only want to surround myself with people who when I'm with them they're deeply present and they're not like distracted or on their phones Mm. or like my time is precious and who I choose to spend time with is like I'd rather spend time by myself than um, just with anyone. So when Mm. I spend time with just anyone, I want presence. But with a partner, 
it's just particularly important for me that they are super present um, firstly with themselves mm. and then with me because it allows me to feel safe and mm. allows me to like feel safe to express um, how I'm feeling and to just be myself and to just enjoy like the moment mm. rather than feel like I'm just another addition to the room or I'm just another person like I really enjoy presence mm. and especially during sex mm. like I just there's no option for me to share sexual energy with someone if there's not deep presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's that ability to also, like, with what you're saying, when you want to share with someone, like, that ability for them to, like, witness and just, like, hold that instead of also needing to, like, jump in and save you or anything. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, presence is, yeah, so vital for us to just, yeah, stay, stay in the moment and stay embodied and, mm. yeah, in intimacy as well. It's like... If only we were taught, you know, at such a young age, like simple tools of how to stay present and how to stay in our bodies and looking at also why, if we're not, if we are checking out during sex, like what's what's beneath that, you know, like there's so much mm. trauma that also prevents, I mean, I can speak from being a woman more, more as a woman, mm. but like, yeah, noticing if I do check out or if I do leave my body like why that might be is something being triggered is something that then I need to express that as well you know I think Mm. there's also this emphasis on like be present all the time but it's equally about okay if we're not like let's look at why you're checking out because yeah often there is like deep-rooted subconscious patterns and things going on so Mm. yeah yeah what's your next one my next one is this one's edgy (laughs) abundance what does that mean what does that mean recently I yeah like I've realized the importance of I'm not looking to like outsource anything so I want to be really grounded in myself financially Mm. um and with love and like loving myself but this point was around was around economic abundance I want to be with a partner who can meet me where I'm at in that in that realm Mm. Um, like I'm not looking to mother anyone or to like nurture anyone in that kind of way and to really just like be met in my in my worth and in my knowing of yeah my values and Mm. I guess in saying that like somebody that gets gets this abundance out of what they're passionate about as well so Mm. not just having money for the sake of money but to yeah somebody that is also in 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 a role of service whether it's to the planet or humanity Mm. and being financially supported by that Mm. Um, and that we can like enjoy going out for a nice wine or a meal and enjoying like the beauty of like this sensuous life that we have so Mm. yeah someone I can travel with and go on adventures and I guess not always be in a place of scarcity but also yeah really having that balance of work and play and service and love and intimacy and I think just having a really beautiful foundation of of like abundance abundance Mm -hmm. stop beating around the bush say that abundance Mm. is is a really beautiful thing and it's something that I've really had to journey I think so I get 
in, in terms of being okay with the fact that I am destined for a life of, of abundance and, I'm, and I do work for, for that and that that's really a beautiful quality. Mm. I have a lot of shame around money, mm. which I've yeah really moved through, I think, and cleared a lot of limiting beliefs around that. So I'm looking for someone who can meet me in that yeah Mm. awesome I love that one I completely agree and I think what I'm hearing you say too is the around the values so somebody whose values match yours in that way which is their value would be um creating abundance to create freedom for you as a couple and as individuals because I feel like there is a lot of stigma around money and abundance Mm. and that in fact, people listening right now may, you know, if you're cringing or you're just like cursing or you're tempted to turn this off because we've talked about money, mm-hmm. then I want to gently remind you that that could be a sign to just notice what is your story around mm-hmm. money? What is your story around abundant money? And um, what is it you have against being okay with having abundance because you know this is a really important one for me too and um and it's important for me as an individual and it's something I worked on for years Mm. like I was fucking broke for years Mm. but um it's important for me because it provides freedom and that's my bigger intention for um wanting to like do the work I do and be paid to do it Mm. and know my worth around what I'm worth with my work because then it creates freedom to travel it creates um the ability for me to eat really well Mm -hmm. like organic produce that's locally grown that I love it's um gives me the freedom to like jump on a plane with my daughter and take her to India last year last minute you know like it just yeah for me it's important so I hear what you're saying around abundance so thank you for like Mm. I know it's edgy for you to say Mm. but and you've been such a like a beautiful expander and teacher in in that way so Mm. yeah thank you And, and I think you know also yeah just feeling recently like my body having interesting urges to like have a baby someday and like mm. I, I I think that the economic peace feeds into that mm. just to actually not rule that out of my near future based on where I'm at financially mm. yeah cool babies, <sighs> babies. So we could talk that's a, that's, another, that's a whole other episode Leela me and uh, yearning for babies all right my next one is great listening skills so I guess it feeds into communication actually so a great communicator um and I feel like being able to communicate effectively something that's missed a lot is like how to listen to and the importance of a great listener and how that can if someone's listening which what's involved in great listening is presence and just being able to witness without judgment and not have to fix. So this is the healthy masculine energy that lives within men and women. So um, that then allows the person who's expressing what they need or communicating or even just talking about their day Mm. to feel like they're actually being listened to Mm. and 
then they're likely to open up more and more and more. I find like um, specifically for men, what I've learned through Alison Armstrong's work, um, which is The Queen's Code, which is an awesome book. She talks about listening and how often as women we cut men off. Mm. And um, so once I learned about how when a man is opening up to you and expressing or just talking about his day, if we as women just allow him to talk and when we feel like we need to input or we feel like we need to give advice or give an opinion, we literally, I imagine getting um, like masking tape and putting it over my mouth so that I don't talk. Mm. If we just keep listening, listening, men open up and then they keep to unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. And it's like, it actually works. Wow. So listening is really important um, for me to keep working on. Cause I know that as a partner, I'm actually not perfect. Mm. Sometimes I really fuck up. Like I fucked up a couple of days ago. <laughs> I started giving advice and trying to fix and then my partner got Nick got um, upset around that so I'm working on it and I own that but I need somebody who can listen to me too so that's something that I want and I need and it's so important Mm. yeah there's nothing worse than like unwarranted advice and I think yeah so bad and I think equally learning how to ask for what we need in those moments it's like mm. right now honey i just want to be heard or mm. like giving the space okay i want a reflection or i want your opinion on this mm. or i don't want you to say anything i just need to be witnessed in what i'm feeling yeah and i've found that with girlfriends too like mm. recently you know my um me and a friend really good friend and she's listening she'll know who who she is we were chatting and she started giving me advice and I got really like annoyed that she was and I just said babe actually right now what I need from you is genuinely just to listen like I don't I don't want any advice at all this doesn't need to be fixed I just want to tell you how I'm feeling and then that's it yeah and she was like oh my god thank you like I didn't I've never thought about requesting that from someone else and thanks for telling me what you need and then so yeah yeah with family too that's such a big one I've had, mm. to, I've had to talk to my dad about that actually too yeah, we it's had a powerful big... and it's like when we actually step up as you know we can stay in that role of child until we're in our 60s or our 50s you know mm. and I think there is a big thing of like standing in our sovereignty and learning how to ask yeah, from, from parents and siblings and things also mm. what we're needing from them in those moments. And as a parent too, oh, like... That's big. That, yeah, of course. The other day um, my daughter was in a little bit of conflict at... Um, yeah, I'm not going to actually tell too many details because just out of respect for her, but... And she was telling me about it via text message and I instantly wanted to mm. fix and then I was like, no... Like she just needs to be heard. So I listened, I acknowledged her for opening up to me. And then I was like, what can I do to support you right now? And then she just write down that question. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big one. And I was so proud of myself as a mom because I was like, oh my God, thank God I didn't go into fixing because that's not what she needs. What she actually needs right now is just encouragement Mm. to keep opening up. And this is a key moment. This is her calling me in a moment where there's conflict and needing my support and not me to be like oh my god we need to fix this what's going on so yeah 
so listening that's important which feeds into my next one great is communication and transparency Mm. so i guess to some degree we've touched on communication but yeah more and more i'm realizing because that's my edge it's always been to yeah learn how to communicate really authentically and especially when that's scary or when that's vulnerable or when I fear that I might get rejected or need to reject someone else that's been a big fear of mine because I'm equally scared of yeah being rejected and also doing that um Mm. so yeah learning that I don't need to caretake for other people's emotions emotions and feelings as long as I'm really in my heart and in my integrity and in my body's wisdom that that is likely to bring up things for other people sometimes and that's okay and Mm. equally yeah like in terms of what I'm looking for in others friends but especially in partners um it's like really transparent communication especially when it feels edgy or scary and Mm. that includes you know transparency at the beginning of a connection of of yeah expectations intentions desires boundaries Mm. for me like those conversations which we are not taught and Mm. it means that they're often awkward as we start to reclaim our ability to actually feel what we want and let alone to express that Mm. has been so revolutionary for me like I I mean this is turning more into like what how I've learned to communicate but um yeah with uh with a lover like recently as we started to connect I was I was like feeling this contraction in my heart Mm. and like in that moment and we kind of had another discussion around like um you know sexual health and partners and like that kind of chat but we hadn't talked about what our fears were and this fear was coming up of like oh I'm really I'm really scared my heart's not being received right now. Mm. And and I actually said that. I was like, oh, I just need to pause for a second and tell you what's coming up for me. Mm. And in that moment of sharing like that that fear, which which was really vulnerable to express, it was like, oh, I actually it just allowed and, and you know, he responded to that so beautifully of like, of course I want to feel your heart and see your heart and experience your heart. But it was this yeah, it really was this portal into a whole other level of connection and intimacy that, that was only activated in that moment of transparent communication, I guess. So, mm. yeah, speaking in somebody that, yeah, that feels really not necessarily comfortable but willing to lean into those uncomfortable places and express what their their feelings are and to really, yeah, somebody that's embodied and able to speak from that body wisdom as well like you know often so many of us are programmed to just communicate from the mind so someone that's actually able to back to the heart and body into the heart feel Mm. into the the sex feel into the belly wisdom and to communicate from those places Mm. i like that one i'm not even gonna say anything more (laughs) because i agree yeah cool Mm. let's see the next one this is fun. I like that I don't know what. Yeah, I mean too. My next one is a willingness to work on their own shit and grow together. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so I want in a partner, and I'm really lucky, so lucky. Well, I feel very grateful that my partner is very much 
like on board mm. um, with working on his stuff. Like, and by stuff or shit, I mean the baggage that we hold as individuals from childhood, from past relationships, from trauma, from school incidents, from parental shit, from sibling shit, whatever it is. Um, what I want and need is in my partner is somebody who is willing to get the support and help that they need to deal with their stuff that gets in the way of them being um, a better person basically mm. and gets in the way of them fully expressing who they are and being authentic with their self-expression mm. and with their communication and sexually um, also like dealing with the stuff that gets in the way of them fully enjoying sex and being able mm. to drop into the vulnerability and the opening that that brings. Mm. So I want someone who's dedicated to that and dedicated to growth together. So mm. like growing as individuals and supporting each other in that growth. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just, I guess it comes back to values. It's like that needs to be a top value in yeah. anyone I'm in relationship with is personal growth mm. and um, and then holding each other accountable. Mm. So, and I feel oh. lucky that Nick's just, we're both on the same wavelength with this and both willing to look at what it is we can work on to be better humans and to be more effective with work and then to be more connected to ourselves first and then to each other and mm. to our children and for our children too. Mm. Totally. Mm. Yeah, the accountability piece is a, is a big one as well, you know, that, that power and that ability to call someone out with love. Mm. And, and, yeah, when shit comes up as it does in relationships to yeah like the first point keep the heart open and keep one of my beautiful ex-partners used to say you know what would love do what what would love do in Mm. this moment and what would love do in this moment and yeah that's such a powerful point I think that that can be a question that's frequently asked in relationships and it's not thought about enough but it's like you know how can we just keep showing up for love whether that means we stay together or we don't Mm. how do we keep tuning into that the power of love yeah that's a good one I use that one what would love do now sounds a bit cliche and corny but it like actually works totally. (laughs) totally and it just like clears away all the bullshit and the distortion and mess that can come with relationships and just bring us back to that universal energy (laughs) (laughs) but love yeah love Mm. what's Um, your next one my next one is kind of similar it's a devotion to the inner marriage Mm. so willing to work on this stuff but I guess to go into that a little bit more somebody that I'm gonna speak if I was calling in a, a male partner because yeah. is feeling like what my truth is in this moment. Mm. Um, as Jules mentioned, both of us have been with women and, and this inner marriage is something that exists in all beings regardless of their gender um, or their sex. But um, yeah, somebody that is not wanting to outsource their feminine just because I'm a woman and I am quite a feminine woman that they feel their feminine through me and vice versa so Mm. they're in touch with their emotional body they're in touch with their creativity they're in touch with their feelings and and their ability to like really go into them Mm. um and equally that they are 
yeah in touch with with that masculine with that presence with that ability to hold space and get you know and and penetrate the world with what it is their purpose is and and all of those things and yeah for me somebody that's anchored these energies and has has a sense of their inner man and their inner woman and Mm. can meet me in that and give me the space to also step into my masculine more or not feel like I need to outsource my masculine to a man Mm. yeah that's cool I like that inner marriage so feeling whole as an individual and not needing somebody else to fill you up or not having that theory of like I need somebody else so then I feel whole but it's like I feel whole and now I want to bring this wholeness Mm -hmm. to somebody else who feels whole exactly and just like overflow into one another this has been quite a theme for me this year of yeah having my cup so full that that when I do interact with another it's it is from that place of as much as possible from that place of fullness Mm. so that yeah I'm not constantly seeking love outside myself seeking pleasure outside myself seeking power outside myself Mm -hmm. which are all things I was doing for most of my life and coming back to realizing I'm actually the only one that can provide that for myself in a wholesome and long-term way like I want to be my own beloved and from that space meet somebody else that feels like they are their own beloved and together we can you know Mm. create something really beautiful yeah I love that Mm. um I'm just thinking um this podcast is titled what a girl wants what a girl needs but really this is like what everyone wants and needs and I'm guaranteed men listening are like hang on this isn't just what a girl wants this is what a man needs and you know when I say girl we mean girl women I actually prefer the word woman or women more but um it's from the song so we're yeah, yeah. um hooking you in with the title yeah but um but yeah i feel like yeah this is just as important for men too and i get guarantee men listening and just like nodding being like yes i want this from my partner whether it's a woman or a man totally. so oh um, i wanted to say something just on that point of like girl and boy like mm-hmm. i remember my friend grace talking to me about how a lot of her friends that were like in their 30s still referred to people they were seeing and well they referred to themselves as girls still and they Mm -hmm. referred to you know the people they were seeing as boys Mm -hmm. and it's like this interesting thing of do you want a boy or do you want a man man? or do you want a girl or do you want a woman i pull up people Mm -hmm. all the time and actually boyfriend why do we say boyfriend girlfriend that's weird yeah it is for me i'm just like at an age where i'm like Uh, (laughs) it's weird um but um i like if i were to be really honest i genuinely cringe when i hear a man say yeah i met this girl on the weekend or like yeah this 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 chick or this girl like it just Uh or you know same as if i hear a woman be like yeah i met this cute boy and i'm like you're 35 like is it a boy or is it a man and this is me being a little judgmental around language but it's like do you want do you want a a girl or do you want a woman are you like watch what you say um yeah because the universe is listening yeah like fair enough if you want a girl then um that's okay (laughs) but yeah and i think it feeds into this like bigger social 
crisis of like the the lack of initiations that we once had as as you know tribal people when we used to live in in different kinds of community setups where there was moments when a when a girl went into womanhood when a maiden or you know when when a girl got her period or when she stepped into motherhood and there were these rites of passage that actually initiated people and Mm. and i think that's what's exciting about the rise of like women's work and men's work which you know we're lucky enough to to have received but i think it also speaks into that robbing of of those really important initiations good point yeah maybe we should call this what a woman wants what a woman needs I don't know. And then maybe I should get another guest on. This is thinking out loud while we're recording a man on to talk about what a man wants, what a man needs, because I I actually think it's just going to be the same things kind of. Okay. My next one. It's my turn. Hey, um, for me, um, I've got so many things on here, but a high sex drive and yeah. And, um, like sexual curiosity. Mm. So, it's so important for me to be with um, a partner and, you know, for me, a man now um, and I'm with a man. So it's important for me that my partner prioritizes sex in the relationship, values sex, intimacy and deep connection mm. and has a high sex drive. And that's just like non-negotiable because I have a high sex drive and I always have Um it has gone down when I've been with people who um, when there's a lot of conflict in relationship mm. or when I haven't been true to my intuition with ex-partners and they're just not the right person for me. Mm. And however, I, I, what I want and need is someone who can match my sex drive mm. and who is really adventurous sexually and like curious and wants to learn more and wants to play and wants mm. to switch energies really quickly and wants to fuck and wants to make love and wants Mm. to like role play and wants to spank me and like all these things Mm. it's like I want you to bring a smorgasbord to the table and um I just I can't settle for anything less Mm. so that's something that's always like I've Mm. in the past it yeah I've definitely broken up with a fair few people um, more short-term relationships because their just appetite is not as high as mine. And I'm like, this is not going to work. Yeah. I'm like, this is like three months in and you'd rather sleep. I think it might be time to... priorities, right, buddy? Yeah. yeah, and that's just maybe, you know, it wasn't the right relationship yeah. for us, you know, but I'm lucky that I'm in a relationship where that is a priority and um, where, like I was reflecting today, I was like, we actually genuinely have sex every day. Wow. Like, and genuinely have sex if we're together every day i'm like wow that's pretty good this is just more so a conversation we'd have over dinner after the after the podcast everybody else but but yeah i feel really grateful that that's just naturally is occurring in my relationship and and it's not to say that you know there isn't um sometimes ups and downs or like stuff we have to communicate about and it's not like you know absolutely perfect but it's like I like the ups and downs but yeah anyway and I I think I have two points on that Mm. like one is also yeah it's this willingness to do the work so if if people are struggling with like a low 
libido it's like you're not just doomed to that for the rest of your life like there's so many things we can do there's practitioners like us out there that are like we have tools to support people to actually look at what that why that might be you know we are sexual beings we come from sex and like we're inherently Mm. erotic as as beings so yeah often if you're you know if somebody's listening to this and they're like oh fuck I'm really shut down or I'm disconnected or I have you know no libido like a lot of people like whether they are like menopausal or not um but that's not an excuse the menopausal what I'm saying is even if you're like thinking you're doomed because of wherever you're at in your mm. life, it's like, yeah, that that's, that that's a myth and that's something mm, that yeah. as people, as, as, as women, especially I can speak from, um, but yeah, looking at, at why you might be shut down, whether there is like some trauma to be addressed or some, um, you know, shame or limiting belief systems or like deep conditioning around sexuality that most of us have. Mm -hmm. That's why. And this is why it comes back to being willing to work on your own stuff and do the work. So get therapy, get coaching, join a men's group, join (laughs) a women's group, do a retreat, take the herbs, go to a naturopath, like look at look at what's playing what's out. not working yeah. and how can i best support my system and my mind and my body and my my soul to be living at my full potential totally. and 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 on the menopause um topic you know around the 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 myth that mm. when we hit menopause we dry up and we don't feel like sex if you're interested in listening to more around ecstatic menopause um episode 85 which was recently with janine marie Mm -hmm. and she spoke around about um ecstatic menopause and that we don't need to dry up and be sexless humans some of the sexiest women i know are sexually active and like damn juicy women i know are like menopausal and open about that and totally and i mean equally like as as mothers like i'm not a mother yet but there is this myth that once you're a mother that you're not sexual so you know just just all i wanted to say like again is if if anyone's triggered by Jules saying that she has this much sex or that that's Mm. such a priority in your relationship like really looking at where your body feels contracted as as we share about this and Mm. and why because yeah and and looking at you know what 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 your parents relationship was like with sex as a child was it spoken about what is it not yeah that's what we're here for but yeah and that's what we do like I guess this is what we do for a living so um yeah we're just immersed in this but if you do need support, then reach out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, what's the next one? My next one, oh my God. So like, I like, can't believe I didn't put sex higher on my on my list. But my next one was humor. Mm, it's funny. That, it's something that I realized recently is really important to me. And I didn't realize how vital that is. Like one of my ex-partners was... English wasn't his first language and it was interesting through that relationship how much my humor changed and my sarcasm Mm. you know disintegrated because he wouldn't really get it and all these things and it was kind of this weird thing like there was so much love but the humor piece wasn't quite wasn't quite there which would have been just a cultural thing and I get it yeah yeah but it was it's been interesting to notice I think also hanging out with like I'm doing inverted commas. Funny like people conscious. like me. No, well, I mean that's 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 
for sure. But like, you know, like these 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 conscious communities, this this whole realm of things. Like mm. for me, that term just makes me cringe because I'm like, we're all conscious. Like, mm. Don't put yourself on a pedestal. And mm. anyway, that's my shit. Um, but that often when we are looking into spiritual paths or tantra or this or that, it's like the humor can slip away and the playfulness and mm. the, and the joy and the childlike just stupidness mm. can can get lost and I'm just an, I think we both are like really inherently playful mm-hmm. beings and mm. and we bring that into spaces and and I think as much as I'm interested in and deeply devoted to like my spiritual path I also really like to make fun of that. Mm. And for me, like, (laughs) last year was like this, this word irreverence was just kept coming up. It's like, yeah, I want someone to like worship me and bow down to me, but like irreverence as well. Someone that can just like make a joke about chakras and. Oh, definitely. Because otherwise. Just, just not take life so fucking seriously. Like that is so boring when all someone can talk about is love and light and not just like actually totally agree taking the piss out of tantra is the best we should make a whole like season we were talking about i was gonna say was that you doing doing, like skits taking the piss out of the tantra community because it can get a bit ott but anyway um so humor i agree someone who's funny and who wants to play and I, yeah. I just want to add, like, I used to be so triggered by Australian men and I literally only thought I could have relationships with men outside of this country. Um, and in navigating through that and realizing where all my resistances were and all these things, it's been so beautiful to actually have this major healing with Australian men. And now I love them and this, they can be so funny. And I think there's something really just like grounded about like and also a bit disturbing sometimes this this sense of humor in this country but there's also something i really appreciate in that Mm, that's for people who are listening who aren't australian because that's actually the majority of pit listeners are not actually in australia the sense of humor here is quite sarcastic i find Uh definitely really sarcastic and it's very unique the sense of humor here hopefully Um, people know when we're joking yeah true Mm. anyway yeah anyway next topic because i know the roast veggies are we can't be yeah we have roast veggies in the oven um my next one is spontaneity and adventure i'm going to keep this quite like quite quick just someone who's spontaneous and who enjoys adventure so whether that's like adventure in nature um or going on travel adventures or being adventurous in the bedroom or whatever but who loves adventure and who's happy to just like get up and go so spontaneity and adventure is what i want and need great um what's your next one my next one just is the word ravish (laughs) oh that's great so yeah somebody that knows their desires and speaks them I don't think I think that for me is like such a turn on Mm. and something that I've had to reclaim as Mm. well for myself Mm. something I'm not always good at because it can be scary to express our desires and there can be fear on being rejected and blah 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 but somebody that like owns that desire and also like yeah I guess more specifically like that animal desire like yeah I want to have like deep you know 
presence and and like eye contact and blah 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 but like also sometimes I want to be like fucked and ravished and my Mm. body just be like you know like Mm. lovingly of course Mm. consensually of course Mm. but somebody that owns that kind of yeah that that energy to ravish with integrity and with love and for their pleasure you know to see like wow that's something really hot about somebody who can can take for their pleasure Mm, definitely yeah it's a beautiful one I completely agree there's nothing to add for me I I agree ravish the ability to ravish Mm -hmm. and then be ravished too like be with someone who can surrender yeah Mm. oh totally yeah Yeah, and that's like I mean if we're gonna let's not go into that end I was just gonna say like to split it into like masculine and feminine if it's somebody that yeah like can can ravish from that masculine space and let the feminine surrender like I equally enjoy like giving Mm -hmm. from my masculine as well and like watching Mm. watching a partner or a lover like surrender in their feminine especially if they're in a male body you know that's so beautiful Mm. to watch someone melt do you prefer surrendering Mm. or do you prefer ravishing surrendering me too my feminine's like take me yeah i much prefer (laughs) that but i do get pleasure out of out of giving as well yeah oh i get a lot of pleasure out of giving actually but depends on the definitely but if they're ticking all the things on this list i would love to ravish them yeah (laughs) that's true okay my next one is i've got so many here Um, i thought we just were doing six yeah i think i got carried away oh my god so have you done your can you get okay cool so i'll just go through mine quickly mine would be like surprises so like surprise me surprise me sexually surprise me take me away do no that's different to surprises spontaneity is sitting down in the morning an example would be and being like do you want to go like on a road trip today and they go fuck yeah let's just pack our stuff and get in the van surprises is hey i have a surprise for you I'm going to take you away and fuck you and tie you up all weekend. Oh, That's a surprise. Okay, cool. So I like that. I like that too. Um, up for that one. Words of affirmation, which mm. is one of my lang- big love languages. So like telling me how beautiful I am, telling me how amazing I am, how intelligent I am. All those things really turn me on. So I love that. Can we talk about love languages for a second? I feel like... Yeah, what are the three? Like, words There's not from... three, that's five. Five, what are they? But this is a big topic, so I don't... Okay. Yeah, okay, let's I do guess, it. I guess just, like, people knowing knowing what what their love languages are. Like, I've had to mm. realise what mine are and that they change with different partners often sometimes, but mm. I didn't know that words of affirmation were one of mine. So, like, with an ex-partner, I was like, am I just a narcissist that I want to keep hearing that mm. I'm, like, beautiful and that I'm loved and that... I'm you know have this person devoted to me and and I didn't know that that was actually just like one of my love languages and a really beautiful part of me that wasn't being met because my partner couldn't couldn't Mm. say any of those things and also was not very affectionate so I didn't realize that I was like really starved of non-sexual touch as well as sexually I was not being met in that way so it was like this real painful experience I guess because I hadn't been taught about love languages that I just didn't really know that I wasn't being met and it wasn't until I was with my next long-term partner that I was 
showered in in words and poetry mm. and touch and and just touch all the time and you know public acts of affection that I was like oh wow I'm actually I've been totally starved of these and, mm. and this is how I actually feel loved and that that's really beautiful and it doesn't mean I'm self-obsessed that I want to hear that I'm beautiful it's just like how I one of the ways I like to receive love yeah through words so if you're interested in learning more about love languages just google love languages and there's a quiz and you can find out what your love languages are and what your partners are if you're in relationship and it's good to understand each other's love languages so good point about that Leela the next one is um oh actually my next one is health so like for me and this would actually be one of my top three is somebody who prioritizes their health and who has that as a really high value. So um, like I really value good health. I value eating really great nutrition. I value sharing meals, healthy meals. I value somebody who looks after their body, like physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, etc., um, and who invest time and money into their health. Um, and I'm really attracted to healthy people. And so, and that's like really, really important for me. I can't be with somebody who isn't eating healthy and exercising, to be honest. Like it's just, our bodies are so precious and I, I really feel like we need to respect them and look after them. And it makes us better lovers if we're looking after our health and eating well, and it makes us better partners, better mothers, fathers, etc. So that's important. Um, so, and, and one last one, which I didn't have written down, but which is important is integrity, which for me is like doing what you say you're going to do when you said you're going to do it. So like, don't, tell me I'm going to do X, Y, and Z or take you X, Y, and Z or whatever and not do it. Like really be careful with your words and have integrity around what you promise to yourself first and what you promise to others because that's just something that I value a lot, integrity. Um, And I think that feeds into just speaking your truth, right? Like when there is just like I mean I think there's there's such a idea that when we fall in love or with one person or we're in a monogamous relationship that we're not gonna desire anyone else or we're never gonna have attraction Mm. to anyone else so I think that integrity piece also feeds into owning when there is attraction for others and Mm. sometimes just in owning that doesn't mean we need to act on them but it can be like honey I was attracted to the barista today I need I just wanted to share that Mm. Um, all those little things that can then play out in the shadow in really toxic, leaky ways where we are getting needs met in, in ways that aren't in integrity. And I think, yeah, it feeds back into transparency and embodiment mm. and feeling and expressing. And, mm. yeah, integrity is such a, an important one. Mm, it is. Yeah. I just thought of one more. <laughs> I could go on for days. I'm trying to wrap on, wrap up, and I could go on for days. Is feeling chosen and being chosen. So this is like the last one we're going to talk about. I can speak into this one too. Yeah. So uh, what I want and what I need is to feel fully like chosen and worshipped, and 
so for me, what that looks like is monogamy and that's what I'm choosing right now. And that's how I feel chosen. Um, and I'm yet to feel the deep sense of feeling chosen in a more open situation, which I've, I've definitely explored, but it's always come back to monogamy, mm. like giving me this piece. So that's just a personal journey for me. But um, yeah, I want to feel like, I just want to, I want to feel chosen. And I do feel that in my relationship. Like I really feel like Nick chooses me and I 100% wholeheartedly choose him. And it's just like this beautiful sacred space that we've created and, and yeah, for each other. So that's important. Yeah. And it's like this, again, if we're going to bring it back to the mask femme polarities, it's like, mm. yeah, the feminine yearns to be chosen so that mm. part of men that also wants that and you know the masculine is said to kind of desire freedom more so it's like how do we dance between freedom and and feeling chosen or doing the choosing and it's something that I'm only realizing at the moment as I am calling in a relationship actually and, and creating space and and like owning that desire and that part of me and it's a really tender part, actually, that mm. really wants to be chosen. And I don't know, that doesn't mean it looks like monogamy for me or anything. Like, I don't know what that looks like, but mm. really honoring that part of my being that, that wants to feel that devotion and that ability to go really deep with someone. And that mm. doesn't mean, you know, that it has to be fully exclusive. But, yeah, there's, there's that yearning for, for depth and commitment in in whatever way that's meant to look in whatever mm. container that is but just yeah commitment mm. and depth and a willingness to invest in the relationship mm. and that counts my friendships too you know it's like definitely you know, people that are actually going to show up especially mm. when it gets hard but also when it's beautiful but people that are yeah present that's true so mm. we have a little twist at the end of this podcast which is what oh yeah that's right the twist I was like shit she's gonna spring like something on me which is like firstly an invitation for anyone listening to write a list of what it is that they're wanting to call in from a partner or a relationship or, or what they're wanting intimately but then checking that list and seeing if you tick all those boxes and mm. if you're not where are you outsourcing where are you wanting to outsource your power but you know as I I look at my list, you know, it's, if I'm, let's, let's recap them maybe, you know, it's like, I want to make sure that I'm working constantly to keep my heart open and working on my money stories and my ability to be abundant and my communication and my devotion to my inner marriage. And I'm funny, obviously. <laughs> and, and like, I'm, I'm constantly practicing owning and knowing my desires and learning to express them. And these are all areas of my life that I'm by by no means perfect at mm. but they're things that I'm really committed to within myself so we're taught like we we mentioned before to really look for all these attributes outside of ourselves for men to feel feel certain fit certain boxes and fit certain stereotypes and for mm. women to do others it's like where can we keep coming back to ourselves doing the work and as we as we do the work and we show up for our souls that we actually get met in that I agree. So yeah, definitely um, write your list, but then take a look at the list and ask yourself, are you providing that too? Can you provide that? And are you being that for yourself first? Because if you're an example would be, 
you know, I want you to be more present with me. You're not present. It's like, where are you? So if you're asking that of your partner, Mm. ask it of yourself first. Mm. Like, where do you need to be more present in life? Where do you need to be more present with your partner? So it's all just point the finger back to yourself. You know, it's like the old mirror thing. Yeah. There's always one finger pointing back. Mm. Um, and yeah, relationship as a mirror. Yeah, I so kind of hate when people say I'm just a mirror, but it's it is it's true. So much truth in that. Yeah. Mm. Thank so, you yeah. so much. This is great. It's been fun. It's so fun. With yeah. You. If people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? I was gonna say Jules ticks all my boxes. Um, <laughs> you can find me. Unfortunately, I don't have a penis, which is what you're seeking. Just for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say because you have a partner. You didn't even say that. Oh, yeah. Well, I do. I have a partner and I'm really happy right now. And I'm not seeking, I'm not seeking anything outside of this beautiful, sacred relationship. However, I love you too. And you're a beautiful woman. And um, I do appreciate your words. And yeah. You can find me at <laughs> padminiyoni.com, which is P A D M I N I Y O N I dot com, or padmini underscore yoni is my Instagram, or you can email me at leela, which is L E E L A, at padminiyoni.com. And I do work with, yeah, women. I'm based up in the Northern Rivers in Australia, in, in New South Wales, but I do work with women all over the world and I'm soon to be stepping into working with men in some capacity. So mm. I don't really know what that looks like yet, but that's something I'm putting out there to the universe. Mm, awesome. Thank you. If you want to, um, if you want to find me, you can, Juliet, you can, Find me at www.juliet-allen-a-l-l-e-n.com and on Instagram at Juliet underscore Allen. Um, I just wanted to also mention that this episode of Authentic Sex is sponsored by the Juliet Pleasure Wand. So the Juliet is a premium crystal pleasure wand slash dildo, whatever you want to call it. It's designed to heighten your sexual energy, increase your self-love and self-pleasure and expand your orgasmic experiences. And essentially, I just want people to be connected to their true sexual essence, which is why I um, am bringing these crystal wands to the world. So you can read more about the benefits of crystal wands and how you can use them for self-pleasure or with a partner at my website which is again www.juliet j-u-l-i-e-t hyphen allen dot com i also just want to add that like using wands and self-pleasure as part of ritual to activate your list of what you're wanting in a partner is something that I'm really passionate about teaching about as well you know using our sexual energy to manifest these things that mm. we're yearning for so I love using my one. What's your favourite at the moment? Black obsidian still, the curved one. Mm. I'm still really obsessed. 
Yeah, it's I'm not getting old. Every time I see it, I'm like, you are sexy. It's a sexy wand, isn't it? The black obsidian. It's, it's actually my favorite at the moment too. I used to be really into the rose quartz, and I still love the rose quartz. But I mean, I guess we're lucky enough to have a little bit of a collection happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna learn more about how you can um, use crystal pleasure wands, I do actually have an episode. Um, very early on in the podcast around how to like use crystal pleasure ones we could perhaps do another episode Otherwise soon we do talk about them in every other podcast we've recorded yeah true <laughs> true all right thanks so much Thank you. if you loved this episode please head to itunes and leave me a five star review um and a comment if you wish because that'll help us get this out to more and more people in the world stay tuned for the next episode next week Bye.